forefront of these emerging legal issues and was featured in the Wall Street Journal for her efforts to combat inflated hospital charges. For over 20 years, Jacqueline Grady has assisted businesses and employees in navigating the various federal and state laws governing discrimination, overtime pay, and fiduciary duty under health care plans. If your health insurance premiums are exploding, deductibles increasing, and are still receiving surprise medical bills, contact Grady Legal PA as a high percentage of bills contain incorrect or fraudulent charges. If you want an evaluation of whether there has been a violation of discrimination or wage laws, contact Grady Legal today at 754-333-0313, 754-333-0313. This program is furnished by Ask the Experts. The opinions expressed on the following sponsored program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station, its staff, management, or sponsors. Welcome to Ask the Experts radio show, proudly sponsored by board-certified family law attorney Tina Lourt of Lourt Law, LLC. Sit back for the next half hour as host Steve-O interviews top experts in the fields of legal, health, financial, and home improvement. Steve-O offers such educational topics as community association law, family law, chiropractic care, employment law, health care law, and public insurance adjusting. Interviews by top experts in their field. And now, here's your host, Steve-O. And welcome to the Ask the Expert Show. I am your host, Steve-O. We're on, supposed to be on every night, every uh, Thursday night from 6 to 7 with some of the finest experts in Florida. And this is crazy. Tonight, our new show, which I'm so excited about, because we're going to be talking about how to get out of a timeshare. And they are doing shows with us all over the country and we had the same problem in Philadelphia with Zoom. I don't see Fox ever having a problem with that. Only us. But we are here. We are. Let me introduce you to our expert, Andy Meyer from Finn Law Group. Hi, Andy. Good. Good evening, Steve. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you loud and clear. Good, buddy. Man, this is something, isn't it? But you know what? It's technology, and it's yeah, it's the thing. Yep. and we were. I mean, we've been we've been doing this show for six years, and rarely, rarely do we have this problem. But we're going to have you on for an extra ten minutes tonight, so it's at least it'll be a good drive. And we've got so much Andy to talk about because I didn't realize. So many people not only have a timeshare, but want to get out of it. So you're in the perfect position. This is the thing, Steve. It's it's uh, it's big business here in Florida, the uh, timeshare industry, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, the Orlando area is a hotbed of uh, timeshare resorts, and of course, South Florida has its share as well. Um, and folks from all over the world really flock to Florida for our weather and uh, hospitality. And oftentimes they uh, leave with something a little bit extra that maybe they didn't think they were going to get. You know, that's the funny thing about timeshare. Uh, Nobody really is sitting around at home and thinking to themselves, you know, I would love to have a timeshare. What a great thing to buy. 
You know, this is one of those things where most people you hear what we hear from, uh, they were enticed to go to a timeshare presentation in exchange for something like maybe discounted Disney tickets or uh, free, you know, uh, hotel room or something. And, and, the, and the pitch is, if you come sit in for a couple hours and listen to this timeshare presentation, then you get this, uh, this nice gift. And of course, uh, what we hear from a lot of our clients is that, that that's just the beginning of quite a lengthy day. Uh, it isn't just the, uh, the presentation, but uh, a lot of high pressure sales tactics. Uh, and really, even within the timeshare industry itself, they'll admit that timeshare is a today only product. You go, uh, you listen to the pitch, and you either buy that day or you're never going to buy a timeshare. So, of course, this is what we hear from folks quite a bit uh, is that they felt unduly pressured. They didn't understand what they were buying. And uh, now they find themselves with this uh, little bit of something extra they didn't really want when they went on vacation. You know, so Andy, it's uh, yeah. there's people driving home right now. Maybe someone just tuned in. We're not selling you timeshares here. We're actually going <laughs> to tell you Andy's a uh, an attorney and he is going to tell you tonight as an attorney that specializes he can't say that I can and he specializes in getting people out of the timeshare and what I love about Andy and I've learned about Andy he's not going to blow smoke up you if he can do something for you he's going to tell you because you know Andy you look at Yelp and you see a lot of these national timeshare companies who make all kind of promises to you up front and they turn out not to be true and it's so obvious you're not like that well i appreciate that steve and this is i think very important for folk for people to understand uh there's a lot of timeshare exit companies out there and they make uh guarantees that they have a secret sauce of some sort to get you out of your timeshare and unfortunately uh, we don't see that to be the case um we, we get folks from all over the country that have bought timeshares. And when you buy one, it's a binding legal contract. At least that's what it purports to be. Uh, and the timeshare companies surely think so. So, uh, you know, exit companies uh, usually are not staffed by lawyers, almost never. Uh, sometimes they associate with lawyers, but it's oftentimes difficult to get a lawyer to actually look at your case. Uh, at the Finlaw Group, we've been doing this since uh, 2011. Uh, Michael Finn is the founder of the firm. Uh, I work closely with Michael. And, um, you know, we, we look at people's contracts. We help them understand what they bought, what they've gotten themselves into, and what are the options available to them to get them out. Uh, you and, know, it's, Andy, uh, do they allow you, do the timeshare companies allow you to have an attorney look over the contract before they sign it? You know, I wish that were the case. <laughs> That's certainly <laughs> something that they, uh, they, I, it would make a lot of difference if you, if you could. And I'll tell you, it's interesting. Uh, one of the things that happens at a timeshare uh, sale is you're actually typically, not always, of course, it depends on the resort, but, but typically you're buying um, an actual piece of what's known as real estate, a real, uh, real estate interest, and you get a deed. Uh, and then you get title insurance. And there's a lot of regulations, as you can imagine, Steve, about uh, how, uh, real estate can be sold. Uh, it has to be uh, overseen by a licensed real estate broker or salesperson. Uh, and there's all kinds of rules and regulations that govern um, real estate title insurance. 
And one of the things that uh, really is supposed to happen is you're supposed to be able to get your own title insurance. You know, when you buy your own home, um, if you had a title agent or a title insurance company that you liked, or you're using a lawyer or uh, a sales, uh, a real, real estate salesperson that has a title insurance company they like, you get that option. Uh, but with the timeshare sales, we see in practical reality, because it's a today only purchase, uh, that's not really an option for folks. You, you can't, you can't do that. Um, now, what I can do for people, and we'd be happy to to help anyone who's just recently bought a timeshare, you get a 10-day rescissionary cool-off period. So um, if you, you just bought it, you get home, you decide to take a look at that giant stack of documents that they handed to you at the, at the closing table, and you think, oh my gosh, I don't really understand what I've done, uh, call me quickly. You know, uh, we can take a look. If you're within a 10-day window, uh, you can rescind the purchase, but you have to be careful. You got to make sure you get it done. You got to do registered mail oftentimes uh, to get that in and make that effective. We've we've seen some folks get tripped up on that. Uh, and, and, you know, depending on the developer, again, uh, we've seen developers, if that thing is one day late, they're not going to honor it. They're not going to honor that rescissionary period. Those people, I got to tell you, Andy, they're slicker than a used car salesman. Those people, <laughs> I mean, I remember I had a guy said, what do you mean you got to ask your wife? What are you, some kind of a wuss? You got to see if it's okay with your wife? Sign it now. Show her who's boss. They, absolutely. We hear that quite a bit from, from our clients, uh, the various techniques they use. Uh, it's, it's quite something, really. Uh, and it's interesting. You know, there's, uh, there's definitely a, a group of folks that, uh, that are really good at selling timeshare, and they tend to... Uh, stay within the industry and sometimes they work for uh different resorts over the years but use the same tactics uh and so you know this is something uh that we can help you with if that's happened to you uh, it's important to to note you know steve sometimes people are reluctant to get help because you know they do feel duped and, and a bit snookered and maybe they're a little embarrassed to uh come forward and say hey you know i think i might have gotten myself into a bad deal and i, I like to tell people please don't feel embarrassed very, very smart, educated, highly educated people. We have lawyers as clients. We've had an astronaut as a client, uh, doctors will be clients, you know, people who, who uh, absolutely, you know, very smart, intelligent people have gone to a timeshare presentation and, and come out the backside with a timeshare and they realized later it's not something that they wanted, uh, not something that they, that they thought they got a good deal on. So, Andy, what are some of the out. reasons that people when they come to you about why they want to get out of their timeshare? You know, it runs the gamut, but uh, a lot of things, a lot of times people be, come to us because they've aged out, you know, in other words, they, they maybe had a younger family, uh, did a lot of traveling and now that's not the case. Uh, so the timeshare here in Florida doesn't make sense. For instance, uh, if you've gotten one near Disney world, you know, and now your kids are too old, they don't want to go. Uh, we have people who, um, you know, in retirement, don't want to pay for it anymore, uh, or they've had an illness. A lot of folks, you know, come down unexpectedly with something. Sometimes we get uh, clients reaching out to us where it's been a, uh, their parents that have owned the timeshare, and now they're, you know, in advanced age, and, and the kids realize, oh, gosh, we're still getting bills for this thing. What do we do to get rid of it? You know, nobody's been using it. Nobody wants it. Uh, what do we do now? And it's interesting about the timeshare product. It's it's really unique in that uh, it's not something you can get rid of easily. Um, 
you know, a lot of people think the first thing they think, and it's a natural thought, of course, is, well, I paid a lot of money for this thing, so maybe I can sell it, sell it to somebody else. You know, that might be a way to try to get rid of it. Uh, and listen, if you had a, uh, a very fancy timeshare, maybe you were in uh, a timeshare in Vail, Colorado, in the high ski season, why well, that, that, that timeshare might have value on the resale market. Maybe somebody would want to buy that. But for most people, the timeshare interest that they have is not something they can resell. Um, and all you need to do to confirm that is take a look at eBay and, and see how many folks are on there trying to sell timeshares for a dollar. You know, timeshares that they've paid a lot of money for over the years, and they just want to get out from underneath it. And it, it and Steve, it's the highlights the problem that, you know, you'd pay for the timeshare to start with, and a lot of folks finance that, and it's expensive to do so. But even after you've paid for it, you get annual maintenance fees, and those annual maintenance fees keep going up and up, and they don't stop. So this is what uh, oftentimes drives people to come to us and say, I, you know, this isn't, a, this isn't something we want anymore. What can we do? Andy, the timeshares have been around for a long time. What's the difference in timeshares now versus a long time ago? Is there a difference? Yeah, there really is, yes. And I think, you know, timeshares uh, began simple enough. The idea was uh, people were liking to travel to the same places. So it made sense that you might buy an actual unit and week, say, you know, down on, uh, somewhere in, in, on the beach. And it was a good idea that once a year, you knew you could take your family uh, to that place at the same time and have the same unit. And maybe you made friends or you went with friends. That was the idea. Uh, but people's travel habits have changed over the years. And now people want more flexibility, uh, you know, with Airbnb and VRBO and all these things available online. You know, the expectation is that you can pretty much find a place to stay anywhere. Um, and so to keep up with that, timeshare has evolved and changed. And now instead of just simply owning a unit a week, really what happens in most instances is you get points. So you do have a unit in a week, which obligates you to pay annual maintenance fees. But the, the pitch is that you're going to get points that you can use uh, to make reservations at timeshare resorts at other places. And this is where, you know, we see some problems come in. Folks don't understand how the points work. They don't understand uh, what they can actually reserve. They try to make reservations and they, they feel like they can't make them where they want to. Um, and it gets really complicated because it's no longer simply a unit a week that you actually can say is yours. Uh, and, and now it's, it's a thing where you just have these points and really like a right to make a reservation, to try to make a reservation. <laughs> okay. And that's, and that's a tough proposition. Andy, can you walk me through? So I want to, I've, I've got to get, I mean, with economic, the economy, the way it is now, and I just, I've got to get out of my timeshare. Uh, walk me through. I'm, I make a phone call to your office, and then what happens after that? So the first thing I, I like to tell people to do, uh, and we will tell you to do when you call us, is it's worth a call to the resort where you bought the timeshare first. Be careful. 
because sometimes the timeshare resort will use it as an opportunity to try to upsell you or, oh. or convince you to buy more. So you got to be careful. But other times and some resorts, depends on the resort, uh, will listen to you. And there are some hardship programs available uh, and some uh, some resorts are recognizing this problem with the timeshare product. And they're saying, you know, we've got to find an off ramp for people. They've been paying, say, 30 years and, you know, they don't want to travel anymore. And so we find that there are some more uh, reasonable resorts. So it's, it's always worth the first step. Reach out to the resort and try to negotiate with them yourself with the caveat that you be careful and don't get snookered into something that you didn't, you know, really want. Um, but if that doesn't work, and unfortunately, many times it doesn't work, and then that's where you want to call us uh, and have us give, a, give you an assist. What we'll do is uh, we'll, we'll interview you, get to understand what your situation is, where you bought, when you bought, what you have, and we have questionnaires you fill out, uh, and then we ask you for your documents. Because the other thing that's funny, Steve, is, is how many times we have clients who think they understand what they bought, but right. once we get a chance to get our hands on the documents, they bought something completely different uh, and they don't understand that. So that's kind of a first step, getting your arms around the problem. You know, what do you got? Um, so when you reach out to us, that's what we're doing. We're trying to get our arms around the problem and then we can start talking to you about what can be done. And it's, you know, you said it earlier, um, not not prone to blowing sunshine because you typically if you're trying to get out of your timeshare, you're in a tough spot. Um you know, and they it's, know it's it too. Hour. And they know it. That's right. And they know it. And so I don't often have rosy answers for people. I wish I did. Uh, so what we have to talk about are, well, what are the best, what are the best options out of a, maybe a few different bad ones? What's the least bad? Um, so these are the kinds of things that you get with, a, with an attorney who can talk to you because uh, it isn't just necessarily looking at the timeshare contract, you know, the timeshare exit companies like to make it seem like it's just this this commodity, like, you know, you're tired of your cars, so you just give it to them and they'll take care of it. Um, but really, there's oftentimes a lot of different things that, that go around with why you're wanting out of the timeshare. Uh, maybe you found yourself inheriting it or you're concerned about uh, a parent who's going to ha have it and have it in your estate and you want to try to get out from underneath it before that happens. Uh, maybe you're in a divorce situation. You know, we have folks reaching out to us uh, in that situation where you've been recently divorced and, and had a nasty surprise that the timeshare is still owned by both you and your ex-spouse. Now what? Um, folks have financial problems. Of course, that's a, that's, a real, that's a real issue. And they want to get out from underneath this never-ending obligation. So they reach out to us. Uh, and we'll, we'll walk you through what, what can be done. But, you know, the other thing, Steve, it's, it's, it's tricky because sometimes people have circumstances where uh, they got to be really careful in choosing when they try to sol solve the timeshare problem. Um, so as an example, you know, if you happen to be in the military or you have a top secret clearance, something like that, you got to think long and hard before you start tussling with a timeshare company. Uh, that could have negative re repercussions for you. Right. Uh, so that's something that, you know, I promise you an exit company is not going to tell you about. They're going to tell you it's all going to be fine. Listen to my guarantee, you know. So um, these are the kinds of things we like to talk to people about and help them make a decision. So I'm thinking about two things. One is if I try to do it myself, I might give them information not knowing that could hurt me. And the other thing is I would much rather 
have an attorney walk in rather than myself. I think I'm going to get better results with an attorney. Am I right about that? So, yeah, Steve. Not I mean, always. Um, I understand. Not always. That's right. Of course. And uh, this is the thing. We, we like to talk to people and get their arms around the problem. Uh, and and what we do, uh, we, we charge a uh, one-time upfront fee for folks so they can kind of make that decision. Like, well, do I think I'm going to get value out of the Finlaw Group Services? You know, what is, what is the cost-benefit analysis for me? Um, and because we know this area so well, and we have been practicing in it for as long as we have, um, we know we have a sense of what what resorts are likely to do when you when we reach out to them, uh, and we kind of have a track history with resorts, and so that's that's not necessarily something that you're going to know. Kind of like the doctor who's seen this, you know, the same kind of problems over and over, he can give you a better prognosis because he's seen so many people with the same type of problem. That's kind of where we're coming from, a vantage point of, of having seen a lot of people with timeshare problems and, and dealt with the various resorts. And, and as I've been mentioning, you know, there's, there's uh, some resorts that are more cooperative than others. And so that's part of the news we can deliver is, you know, hey, you happen to have bought from a, a, a better resort to work with. And there's, you know, more hope for you in a quick and easier resolution, or, uh, you know, unfortunately you bought from a resort that, that doesn't like to, to give in and work with folks and is going to stand, stand the, the line. And um, so, you know, as lawyers, what we try to do is, is the, my, the way I think about it is this, you've signed a contract and you go to the resort and you say, hey, I don't want to perform under this contract anymore for whatever reasons. And the resort says, you know, tough luck for you. You signed it. We're going to enforce it to a letter. So what a lawyer can help you do is look at the contract and see, you know, are there any problems with it? Are there any, you know, loopholes? Are there any I's that weren't dotted, T's that weren't crossed? Um, are there any arguments that you can make to justify, um, you know, your desire to get out? And that's what lawyers do. That's what uh, lawyers are all about is helping you understand what's in the contract, what you're obligated to do, and what remedies you might have if you don't want to continue to perform underneath it. Andy, uh, Andy's with the Finn Law Group. Give everybody your phone number. We're going to go to break. Yes. So you asked me this the other day, Steve, and, you know, I should have committed <laughs> it to memory. It's okay. <laughs> that's, where, that's where, you know, getting up there is <laughs> kind of tough. Yeah, you so, look real old, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have four kids, so no, that'll age me. You're too young to have four kids. <laughs> Not only do I have four kids, Steve, but I have two. One is in college, one is in high school, and then I have one that's two and a half and one that's four months. So wow, I got the I got the whole gamut. <laughs> it keeps me busy, keeps so, me hopping. I think it's so, eight five five, isn't it? Yes, it's uh, yes, sir. And now, of course, I'm not finding it here. Uh, well, it's 855-FIN-LAW. I'm sorry, that, go what ahead. That is the number. Yeah, so it's 855-346-6529. 855-346-6529. You can get us on the internet at finlaw, F-I-N-N-Law.com. And I believe it's 855-FIN-LAW, the number. But, you know, nobody has that. 
uh, like the old style phone so much. So it's it's the number really eight five five three. Okay, we're going to go to break, Andy. We come back. God, I've got so many questions for you. We'll be right back with more Ask the Experts. If you're a timeshare owner, you've likely been bombarded with advertisements on radio or TV to buy, sell, or cancel your timeshare. Some of these commercials often play on emotion and fear of the unknown. You deserve to know your rights as a consumer, and if you have a timeshare problem, the Finn Law Group can help. With the Finn Law Group and attorney Andy Meyer, over the last 10 years, our firm has been assisting individuals just like you resolve their disputes with timeshare companies. Getting out of a timeshare isn't easy, but it can be done legally and professionally with an attorney who will fight for your rights. We are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau and have earned the trust and respect of our clients for over a decade with a team of attorneys and a combined experience of over 75 years of practice. Timeshare problem? We can help you today. Give the Finn Law Group a call for a completely free, no obligation consultation at 855-346-6529. That's 855-346-6529. Appointments are available by phone or Zoom. We are back now with more of the Axie Experts radio show, proudly sponsored by board-certified family law attorney, Tina Lewert of Lewert Law LLC, covering South Florida. Ah, thank you, Miss Dawn. We're here. This is the Ask the Expert Show. We're with you for your drive home every Thursday night from 6 to 7. This is our seventh year with Ask the Experts here in South Florida. We have markets across the country. We are here tonight with attorney Andy Meyer with Finlaw. And we're talking about, I got to tell you, in seven years, I have never done a show on getting out of timeshare, but we've probably had 30 or 40 people tell us to add a show like this. So I am so glad we've got the Finlaw Group people and Andy Meyer, and I am learning so much about this. And I, one of the things I've learned is you better get a lawyer. Don't try to do this yourself. Um, so... Andy, so if I sit down with you, and you know, there's no, I understand there are no guarantees. Can you look at a contract and tell me if I have a chance to get out of it? Or is that not how it works? Yes, it is how it works. I look at your documents, uh, one of the lawyers or uh, staff at the office help us get the packages together and we look those over. And of course, you won't be surprised to know that uh, each resort uses the same types of contracts. They tend to oh. be the same. Uh, so the way the transactions are structured uh, tend to be the same across a resort. Now, each resort will have a slightly different twist or spin on how they set it up. Uh, and of course, there's changes over time. Uh, but these are the things that we watch and, and because we have such 
a volume of people coming through, you know, we recognize and see as things evolve and they change the way they're doing business. Um, and so that's exactly right, Steve. We, we look at, at the particular contract you have, uh, the particular resort, when you bought, and based upon that, uh, can tell you, you know, a sense of what we think uh, we can do for you. And, um, you know, the thing about it is you got to be patient. It is, it's, it's not a quick and easy uh, I would think so, fix, right. usually. Right. I mean, there are exceptions, of course, to that rule. And, and sometimes we have great luck early and that's fantastic. Um, but one of the things we tell people when they call us is, you know, you got to be in it for the long haul. It's not necessarily a, a quick turnaround type of thing. Um, and so that's why you, again, you were mentioning before, I think, you know, having an attorney with you is helpful because if it's going to be, if it's going to be something that you're going to deal with for a while, having a lawyer worrying about it on your behalf allows you to kind of take it out of your mind. Um, you know, before I turned to doing timeshare law, I did different types of, uh, of legal work. And that was one of the things that, you know, I would tell clients is that you're giving me this legal problem so that I can worry about it and you can worry about it less. Yeah. And that's really, you know, that's really one of the benefits of having a lawyer taking over your problem is you can say, okay, I know this is a problem and I'm not going to forget that it's a problem, but I'm going to think that Finn Law Group's got it in their hands and they're going to help me take care of it. And that can give me some peace of mind while we get the thing. Andy, resolved. do you have to ever litigate? We do. Yes. Uh, so sometimes we have sued the resorts uh, and sometimes resorts have sued our clients. And when that happens, we'll defend the client. Uh, and sometimes in instances have brought countersuits on behalf of clients against timeshare uh, developers. You know, we try to avoid that if possible, of course. because anybody who's had experience with the court system and litigation knows that it's slow and time consuming and stressful and expensive. Uh, and really that's not your best option, probably, but it's always on the table, of course, um, something that and certainly can happen. Uh, if you are stop paying on your timeshare, for instance, we know resorts that are out there that will turn around and sue you. Um, wow. And some of them will get, will go after you for just, not just what getting the timeshare interest back, but some resorts will try to get money out of you as well on the backside. Not, not typically, but it does happen. If, if someone dies owning a timeshare, Andy, um, does it automatically pass down to the children? This is a this is a tricky question, you know. Like so many legal things, Steve, it's it, it's a depends kind of answer. Uh, some people do uh, living trusts as an estate uh, planning device, and they put the timeshare in a living trust. That can be a problem. Um, sometimes it does pass. It depends on the particular product. It depends on the state you live in and the particular rules of the of the state you're in when when you pass. Uh, so if if you are worried about a timeshare passing on to your children, you don't want them to have it. I would recommend you giving us a call uh, or if your parents or, you know, loved ones have one and you're worried about what's going to happen after they pass on, am I going to be stuck with this thing? That's something we're happy to talk to you about uh, and help you understand what the risks are and what you can do. It's a, it's timeshare can be sticky. You know, another place it's surprisingly sticky is in the bankruptcy context. Some folks uh -huh. think, you know, they have a really tough time. You're going to file for bankruptcy and they're just going to get rid of that timeshare. Um, and, and if you're not careful and if it's not done properly, you can find yourself on a nasty surprise that you didn't fully get rid of it. 
because we were talking about before, Steve, the, the, the timeshare has two pieces. You own the interest, but you also have an obligation to pay ongoing maintenance fees. And so what will happen sometimes in the bankruptcy is you don't get rid of the interest. You get rid of the past due maintenance fees. You come on the backside of the bankruptcy and now new maintenance fees are due. Right. Because you didn't get rid of the thing. And that can be a nasty, nasty surprise for people. So if you're if you if you're thinking about filing a bankruptcy and you have a timeshare, that's another reason to give us a ring. We work with bankruptcy lawyers uh, to help make sure that 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 timeshare interest gets dealt with and truly extinguished through a bankruptcy. If you know, I know you're not a family attorney, but what happens in a divorce? I mean, who gets the timeshare? Boy, isn't that something? You know, that's just, it's something that nobody wants, right. <laughs> typically. I mean, do they both usually this. want it or one out of it? Yeah, typically it's, I don't want it. I want the other one to pay for it, you know, and, and this is the problem. Um, we see this sometimes when uh, folks have been divorced, people have been divorced, and then, you know, they come to us when the ex-spouse is, getting the bill and saying, Hey, this isn't my problem. You bought this stupid thing. I didn't want it. Remember I told you not to buy it. And, you know, and, and these things happen. So, uh, best would be if you reach out to us before the divorce or get, get us in touch with your divorce attorney, uh, to tackle the timeshare interest before, uh, the divorce is finalized, but that's not always possible. You know, of course, that's a that's a tough time in people's lives, and they got a lot of things to worry about. Timeshare is probably not top of the list, right. uh, but you know, we can handle even on the backside of a divorce. You know, we've got a pandemic supposedly still going on, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are getting, you know, COVID. What happens if somebody gets sick? What is their timeshare obligation? So typically what's been happening is the obligation to pay maintenance fees continues. So whether you use or don't use your particular points or week in interest, um, by and large, you're still on the hook, even though you were sick. Uh, and this is happens with people who have, you know, not, not COVID, but maybe they come down with a, a cancer diagnosis right. or some other, you know, serious disease. Uh, and they think, well, good, goodness gracious, I used to be able to travel a lot, but now now I'm not going to be able to. Or my loved one has now come down with something uh, and I need to care for them. I, I'm not going to be able to travel. And unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of times when the resort says, well, that's unfortunate for you, but you still owe us. You still own this thing and you're still obligated to pay for it. Well, I, you know, there's got to be also uh, regulatory I guess, uh, agencies that watch over your business or the timeshare business? Yes. So here in Florida, uh, timeshare is regulated by uh, several different agencies. Uh, the Florida uh, Department of Business and Professional Regulation has jurisdiction over timeshare. Uh, believe it or not, the Florida Department of Agriculture, the Consumer Affairs Division also has jurisdiction over timeshare. And of course, the Attorney General's office has jurisdiction. Uh, there's a whole chapter of the Florida statutes that governs timeshare sales. Um, and then of course, I mentioned earlier, within the sale itself, there's all kinds of laws and regulations that are implicated, not only state, but also federal, uh, because there's typically uh, financing going on. And there's a lot of things that come into play. And it's a very 
complicated transaction, it turns out. Uh, sometimes we even have with the points, the a, a thing that will that, that makes every lawyer cringe. It's called the Uniform Commercial Code. Sometimes that applies in a, tri in a timeshare uh, transaction, and that's that's a whole ball of wax of itself. Uh, well, there's so our music. The, uh, we gave you 40 minutes tonight of the best Ask the Expert show. Uh, if you want to call Finlaw, call them tomorrow, 855-346-6529. That's 855-346-6529. And tell them that you heard it on the Ask the Expert show. And we'll be back next Thursday. And Andy will be back with us next month with more Ask the Experts. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for tuning in today to Ask the Experts, sponsored by board-certified family law attorney Tina Lourdes of Lourdes Law, LLC. Join host Steve-O again next Thursday for more interviews with the top experts in South Florida in the areas of legal, health, financial, and home improvement on Ask the Experts. The opinions expressed on the preceding sponsored program were strictly those of its hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily